Yo, yo, what up, everybody? Season two of Orange and Blue Thing rolling on here. I'm Brian Ernie. That's Darren Meenan. What up? What is going on? I know you're very excited. Oh, I'm very happy. (laughs) I'm very happy. And as you see, I have a new decoration on my desk right here. Your first decoration. Yes. (laughs) This is my lovely man. Your lovely man. My lovely man. This is is one fine-looking third baseman, if I do say so myself. For those listening afterwards on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere else, what is on your desk? What is on my desk is a framed picture of Todd Frazier (laughs) in a New York Mets uniform. And it looks good. I it didn't even think very, you wanted him good. on this team. The way uh, you've been talking you know, about this offseason. I, mean, you know, I had my reservations and everything like that. Oh my god. Thank God. <laughs> it finally feels like I feel like I willed this one into existence. You did. I was actually getting tired of uh, hearing you talk about well, it. Well, tough shit. <laughs> Cheers, dude. <laughs> yes, indeed. To Todd Frazier and the twenty eighteen New York Mets. And <sighs> those New York Mets. Are starting to get sound a little confident again. I don't know. It's, <laughs> they, it's, uh, they, just it's, a little bit. It sounds good, but but first, you know what I do like. But first, but first, Mr. Uh, big, uh, big Brother. Yeah, you, was it on last night? It was. We celebrity, won't bore, we won't celebrity, bore Poppy. With, yeah, Poppy. Sorry, Poppy. But I it, didn't watch. But I'm I'm guessing t- it was horrible. tonight, man. It's the viewing party goes down tonight. When I say viewing party, it's m- me and Lauren. Viewing party, <laughs> just two, just two. But I am very excited. Uh, how was your weekend? It was good. I went snowboarding up with the boys uh, up in Hunter Mountain. Kelly came too, but she didn't snowboard. She went and did yoga. We have a, a friend who's eight and a half months pregnant, so they did cool. yoga locally. We went snowboarding. It was a great time. I, I like being up there. I see the old friends. Yeah, man. And uh, get down for a couple of days on the mountain. What do you think time. of the game? I fell asleep in the fourth. Did you? Yeah, I woke up again. Like I was in a pretty big pool, so oh, I yeah. wanted to like see what the final score was. It was, it was a winner-take-all pool. I didn't win, but um, I kind of fell asleep in the fourth. But it was a good game. The way the Phillies fans acted afterward was disgusting. I, it was so but, stupid. But you wrote something the next day that, like, you what were you writing? Like, you you were I'm something confl- about like well, excited yeah. for the feeling of finally winning again. Yeah, or something. because it every pays t- off or something. Because right. I mean, look, I'm 33 years old. I'm a Mets, Islanders, and Jets fan. Uh, it it is what it is. I haven't seen anything. You know, the last time one of my teams won a world championship, I was in my crib. So yeah. I, I don't really count the '86 Mets as uh, as a championship in my lifetime because I didn't really enjoy it or experience it. So I haven't seen anything. So as far as I know, I just know my conscious self. Uh, it's been a long time since any of my teams have won a title. And every time somebody gets off the snide, you know, it's like, oh, like now the Eagles fans have one. And, you know, the Vikings were, were close. You know what I mean? Like it always feels like it's bittersweet because it's like you feel good for those people. And like people like that 99 year old guy who waited all his life to see the Eagles win the Super Bowl and finally got it. But then it was the same thing when the Cubs won. But then there's like that little bit of you that's like, uh, and now they're out of purgatory. And, right, like, right, right, and right, here right. we sit still. You know what it is? There are, obviously, there are plenty of great Eagles fans out there. But the ones out there that celebrate poorly kind of put another black eye. Like, Philly doesn't need more black eyes. But, like, it kind of ruins it, I think, for the rest of the fan base who is actually, like, civil and doesn't doesn't go outside ripping street signs out of the yeah. ground and pissing on people and eating horse shit. You know, like, yeah, it's Philly, just, the, it's the weird, true Philly man. pride. The true Philly colors came out on Sunday night, and it, it ruins it for the rest of the fans. Like I saw a, a video with a girl. It's like we're better than this. We're better than this. Everyone's like, ah, right? We're not better, than this. you know. But like, uh, <laughs> no, you're like not. no, we're not. We everyone hates us. And let's like live it up. But yeah. you know what? What's not even funny about it? I think I wrote something. I don't know if it was on uh, Championship Sunday or actually during the Super Bowl. But Twitter, I think, makes sports better. Like you might not necessarily care that much about the game, but if you live tweet a game or watch people that are live tweeting, mm-hmm. kind of adds to it. But social media also adds to people acting like. 
dicks. Right. Because everyone wants that next viral video. Like, I'm going to eat... That guy wouldn't eat horse shit unless someone was egging him on or videotaping it yeah. because, like, oh, I'm going to be famous now. Like, for what? Yeah. No one's going to ever want to kiss that dude again. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Although, a good story came out of that whole celebration. I don't know if you saw my tweet. There's a blogger uh, for a Phillies and a Flyers website that lost his dog in the oh, celebration. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I... She had, a, she had a, an Eagles bandana on, and obviously he's very excited because he's a huge Philadelphia sports fan. Um, and they, they lost their, their dog, Golden Retriever. Like a day and a half or something like that? And yeah, and there's, they, it was finally, they, they found her, and it was this, like, they recognized her because of all the publicity on social media. Yeah. So while social one media... Good, one good yes, feel-good exactly. story of the so day. So that at least felt good. But we can turn the page on football season now and, and have that all be in the rear view and turn to a Mets staff that is down there now. The cojones on... on uh, I was going to say strawberry. The, the cojones on Syndergaard today. Yeah. Obviously, when, when the guys are with the press and they say stuff, they might not twist it, but that becomes the headline. So this might have been a sentence out of a thousand he was talking to I think Kevin Kiernan somebody he was talking to and uh, Syndergaard says that the Mets are a force to be reckoned with again which is great I mean I want to sure. hear stuff like that because it just shows that these guys are getting pumped up again bowl of doom or whatever it was, whatever it was last year is kind of behind them and they're just looking to the future and I'm just hoping that these guys are going to actually be able to hold the swagger and produce this year Yeah. but obviously pitchers and catchers report on Monday there are a lot of the guys get down early Cespedes is already there a lot of the players have been there for weeks but I think I want to hear this from my, from my ace. I definitely would want to hear this, especially from a guy who needs a huge bounce back season. Um, you look back to his 2016. I was looking up pitcher war today because of something we'll talk about later. The guys who are still available. His 2016 season, man, was absolutely unbelievable. And he was right on track for another one. You know, the whatever five or six starts he made in in uh, in the early season last year. He was looking really, really good. And, uh, you know, it's my hope that this guy is right back on the horse. Him and Jake are the one-two punch and see where things fall from there. But like we've talked about, professional athletes have to believe in themselves. They have to think they can do it. And I would much rather hear Noah Syndergaard say, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with than... Well, if everything breaks right, let's hope we'll we stay okay. healthy. Of yeah. course, of course. I mean, you know what? And that's that's what they get get paid the big bucks. Obviously, these guys have a lot of media training. They know what the right things to say. We right. hope that they know the right things to say. If you want to call and uh, say what you want to say to us, six three one three eight eight five one nine five is the number to call. Be on the show live with us, and also share the show on Facebook if you're watching live. We appreciate that. Uh, you'll be in the running to win some free stuff towards the end of the show. We do it every week, and uh, this week's no different. So give us a call if you want to chat. Um, but yeah, so you talked about the guys being down there already. Did you see the video today that was posted um, of um, Harvey and a short-haired Mr. DeGrom? I did, yeah, and there was that brief... Uh Fat Harvey, you know, uh, controversy where the wind was blowing his shirt just away. Oh, really? I didn't even see that. Yeah, there was a, a still screenshot that somebody sent out that it was like, it looked like he was wearing this big padded vest or it looked like he was heavy set, <laughs> and it was just the wind. Um, no, he's been looking good. You know, yeah. I've been seeing the training videos and photos. All, and, the good, and good for him because uh, obviously it's a massive season for him, um, and it's so important for him to bounce back. It's obviously his walk year. Um, he's pitching for not only his next contract, but let's be frank, for his career and uh, and for his brand and for everything and for this team that needs quality innings out of the bottom of their rotation. So 
Uh, Jake looks weird, man, without it, the he hair. He looks very weird without the hair. You were talking about it before we went live. He looks thinner, but I think it just you know cut the hair. You, yeah, you automatically thin the down a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, they look great, and I'm glad to see these guys throwing How already. Great is that oh my god, that sound is so good. <laughs> you know, we played something last year. Yes, with guys warming up. You said the exact same thing it's last so year. So good, man. That uh, that is just something you cannot replicate. And you think, man, that you know what a pop in a glove sounds like? Wait until you're five feet away from a major leaguer throwing a fastball in a bullpen good and uh, and shout out to Teddy from SNY I th I'm going to butcher his last name here but I think it's, it's Telly Avilas Avilas probably uh, he doesn't tweet very often but he put this up today he's down in spring training so shout out to Teddy uh, all credit to you so uh, I think we do have someone on the line and uh, let's hear what he has to say alright we got uh, Todd who grew no, up in Tom's Dave, Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. Wants to talk Dave about wants Todd. to talk about Todd. What's up, Dave? Yo, what's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to say, I grew up in Tom's River, like, my entire life, and knowing Todd Frazier, not actually personally, but, like, knowing about him, and I also went to Rutgers, seeing him actually play in real life, having him actually come to the Mets is, like, the greatest thing that I've seen all week. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> the greatest thing I've seen all week, too, Dave. Uh, we're, how old are you? Are you in that range where, like, you were following that Little League World Series team when he was on Yeah, it? Yeah, I'm 27. So okay, when, cool. I, when I was, like, a little kid, he was pretty much ready to play. So, yeah, I was watching the whole thing. It's it's crazy. I, I did have like a statue for him up in the up in dude, the town. Dude, I still <laughs> remember that that Little League World Series so vividly because we used to always watch, we used to always go to Florida at the end of the summer and we always watched the League World Series while we were down there. And I, it's like the Tom's River team, the Tom's River team. We were talking about it like crazy, uh, you know. And so now we got two Little League stars in the team, Conforto and and see, look at that, two guys right there. Well, one finished a job, you know. Uh, Todd finished a job. I'm just saying, Mike. <laughs> you know, you yeah, he was. He was such a powerhouse at that team. I mean, even as a little kid, the dude knew how to dominate. He, he, you know, it seems not only that he knows how to perform, but he just knows how to conduct his business. Right. And, right. and you see him, all these screenshots of him standing next to Jeter, because, you know, he grew up a Yankees fan, whatever. We can't hold that against him. But, you know, you see him as a little kid standing next to Jeter, and then he ended up going there, and, and he was embraced right away. And then yesterday, he said all the right things about coming over to the Mets. Uh, so I was really impressed. And, and look, Dave, you know I'm I'm giving you love for your for the for the Tom's River boy. I, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan, dude. Yeah, I'm loving it over here, man. I appreciate it. All right, man, man. Thanks for the thanks call. Thanks for the call. Uh, look, this was. I, we'll we'll briefly touch on this, uh, like before we get in too deep. This was the best way they could have gone about this. And, and and we'll get into more into Frazier in a second. We still have one a couple more things to do. Well, something else that came out today, Tebow exactly. says his goal is to get with the big team. I guess there's a quote here that he talked to uh, playball.org. Uh, the goal is to get to the major leagues. Of course, no one thinks I can do it, but I love trying to prove people wrong. And I love that mentality. I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but we talked about it last year, how many haters there were, Tebow haters. And uh, then there was on the other side of the fence, like, the complete opposite, like the people who were just so over the top about him. Yeah. And I think probably just to piss people off a little bit, like Charlie bit. has a Tebow T-shirt and like yeah. he probably doesn't really think he's going to make the bigs. But like we're in this corner anyway, you know, you know what? I'll say this. We about were talking about this before. Like you can't believe like some of the mentions that the Sevline account gets. And I, I egg people on sometimes. I like it. You do. I, I fuel it. You and do. I think it's the same way The people who are over the top about. Tebow, Tebow, it's just to piss people off. I think there are a section of those. I also think there are people who truly believe in, in Tim Tebow and, you know, uh, the very admirable way he goes about life. Uh, I, I will personally 
never understand the hate for Tim Tebow. You can't be mad that ESPN decides that he's the thing that drives ratings. If he drives ratings, he drives ratings. You know, if you, we see, uh, we talked about it the day he signed. This is before we were even doing this. And I was like, dude, we were texting. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like, no way, no way. And I was like, I'm telling you, man, that guy's <laughs> going to move merch. The fact that the Mets colors are the same as the Gators. The fact that he's going to be down there in SEC country and all that stuff. This is legit. It's going to move. And sure enough, the guy's jersey, this Mets jersey, which know, he might not know, even ever wear, sells like crazy. You know what it was? I said, I wrote, I think, like that day, like as we were we were texting and I, I tweeted about it. I was like, I'm not making a Tebow shirt until he makes the bigs. Because yeah. like, and that's the fair. kind of thing where, you know, I don't want to be like the same reason why we'll get to it later. I'm not making a thumbs down or up T-shirt ever. I don't right. care if it, the thumbs up becomes a thing. I'm never making one of those shirts because I have like... You know, there's a reason why the seven seven line is not in stores. Mm-hmm. It's all coincidental, and I feel like when I try to go after that quick buck or whatever, it's just not cool anymore. You but know? I look best of luck. to I Tim mean, I could have sold a thousand. You could have. You could have sold Tebow a lot t-shirts. of Tim Tebow t-shirts. Could have been the bestseller. And but. and you know what? I hope one day that Tim is right and he fulfills his prophecy because I would love to see him prove people wrong. Me too. Me too. Because I think he's a great human being, and I'm, I'm all about him doing whatever he has to do. And if you think the New York the Mets are the only ones to pull a little publicity stunt or whatever with spring training and all this stuff try to explain to somebody the yankees why <laughs> russell wilson is a new york yankee okay yeah, yeah, so yeah. tell me how many opportunities russell wilson is taking away from a minor league player oh russell wilson is it gonna make the 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 prospect that russell will get out of here just it's get it's entertainment get the hell out of here we do have a call on the line we are going to get to kevin from freehold new jersey in a second but if you want to call uh the phone number is 631-388-5195 it's going to be busy right now but after we're done with kevin give a shout all right we got kevin what's up dude kevin yo kevin yeah what's up guys how you doing how are you good i just want to say big fan of the show got my uh beer shirt today send the beer guy shirt awesome so thank you thank you guys so uh my question is um we are we, we kind of know what to expect from Syndergaard and Degrom, but what do you guys expect from Zach Wheeler and Stephen Matt this season? I think that's the million dollar question right now because they're both coming off of of injuries, and uh, I mean I, I hope they both can produce, but there's going to be a lot of guys fighting now for a rotation spot, so it's it's really a, it's a tough question to really put in before they actually start these games. It's a really tough question. I mean, uh, there's there's wh- what do you even say at this point? I mean. The one thing that I'll that I'll say about Harvey, thanks for the call, dude, and yeah, thanks for the call, Kev, is that Harvey is a guy. All right, Jaime Garcia is a guy we're going to talk about in a little bit, and you saw what happened with him when he had the same. He's really the most successful case of thoracic outlet surgery. He came back, he wasn't great. Next year, he pitched to a sub. Uh, the second year back, he pitched to a sub three ERA with the Cardinals. Very, very good. Last year, he was over a 4 ERA again. Now, look, will Matt Harvey ever be the guy in 2015? I don't I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever be that guy again. But what he needs to do is give the Mets 170 innings, at least. You know, that's that's the guy he needs to be. I'm still team. I'm team, like I think you wrote, your team, whoever's wearing the jersey, I think. And I'm on the same boat, like in the same boat. So if you can get you like the, the worst division rival ever once he's wearing your jersey he's wearing your jersey so like yeah. a lot of people are down on harvey and who knows if if that mania harvey mania whatever is ever going to be back who knows i'm sure he hopes it is because yeah. you know that was the pinnacle of his past three years Absolutely. of his life you know Absolutely. um and i'm hoping for it but 
anyway. I'll, but I'll tell you one thing, though. Steven Matz is a guy to watch because as it stands right now, it's he's almost definitely going to be the only lefty in the rotation unless they sign Jason Vargas. There are just so many question marks up and down the lineup and, you know, the but whole lineup, le- not even need- just the rotation. And we talked about this last week. I don't know if someone called and I was like, you cannot bank on these guys being healthy for the whole season. No, you can't. but you know what? Matt's health is almost more important than Harvey's because if you go play a big series in Washington, you need a, a left-handed pitcher that can go up against Murphy and Harper. Like you do, you. How are you going to get by without a left-handed starter that can get out? It's just funny, not even funny, but it's before we started last season. We're like, wow, we have seven starters. Like expecting everyone was going to be healthy. They they do and then again. Look, but, look what happened. Know, but again, you're going to need more than seven probably to get through. So, so we're going to get to the your big topic of of like the whole off season so far. Your boys are met. We touched on it a little bit earlier, yes. but. I know you're very excited about it. I am. And the second this happened, because I know you go to bed a lot earlier than I do, or maybe, I don't know if you go to bed, but you just don't look at your phone as much as I yeah, do. Yeah, I usually try to turn my phone So at like 9 p.m. or 8, whatever it was, I was like, dude, Fraser, Fraser, hello, are wake you up? up. You said, go. wake up. And I'm yeah. like, I'm up. I'm, I'm on it. Don't worry about it. Because, you know, I was looking yeah. to you for the blog post, yeah, obviously, because, yeah. you, you know, you've been on the rumors and, and all that stuff yeah. lately for the seven-line blog. So I was like, shit, are we going to have to wait till the morning? No, don't worry. I was, I was watching the Islanders and uh, against the Preds, and so I was watching that game, and I was on my phone. And, <laughs> yes, and oh, happy day indeed. Because uh, it was, I mean, it was just absolutely an, an amazing moment. Not because, look, not because Todd Frazier's Babe Ruth, but because, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but let me say this, okay? You had the opportunity, the Mets had the opportunity to take a cheap way out. They did. They had the opportunity to just go with internal options. They had the opportunity to, in my opinion, sign an inferior player in Eduardo Nunez. The prices were about the same. Uh, I'm not saying Todd Frazier's a perfect player, but when it comes to the third basemen that are available, I think he's the best player out and there. And I was hearing, um, I think it was yesterday, they talked to Girardi, and he said something like, there are some things you just can't, there's no numbers for for the way a guy is with the team or the way he is with the manager or his teammates or whatever. Yep. You can't put, what do you say, you can't put metrics on that or whatever. You yeah. can't gauge some stuff on yeah. paper. And yeah, his batting average is, is low. But he gets on base and, you it's know. home runs, plays good defense. So, uh, whatever. And so for a first-time manager, how important is it? You you tweeted that clip that I tweeted from the from MLB Network also, uh-huh. and Joe Girardi said, "Look, when when I had that thing where I didn't challenge in Game Two of the ALDS, I had the weight I on was, my shoulders. Yeah, I was beating myself up. And Todd Frazier stood up and said, "It's all right, no, Coach. It's on us. We should have won. We should have won anyway. that game anyway. We're going to win the next three for you. And guess what? They right. did. They did. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. Look." I didn't play professional baseball by any stretch of the imagination, but I played at a high level in, in summer college leagues, and I love my guys. Like, to this day, that if a guy called me that I played, that played for me or I played with, I know that I would be for there for that guy. You cannot, as a play, I was a player manager for a long time. You feel a responsibility to those people. You don't want to screw up for them, and when you let them down, it's like, for them to say, I'm going to pick you up, you feel like, holy shit, like yeah, these are my yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Of course. And, I, and you know, that's why I'm, practically my whole team is at my wedding. Like, it's like these are my guys. And when you're in the trenches with those guys, there's you cannot put a, a quantifiable figure. I know I know KFC and, like, oh, we did this whole rant about, you guys are heart of a line, and that's bullshit. You know what? It's not. It's absolutely not. Over a 162-game season, if you want to work with somebody for six months every single day, like not only is it going to be good that they support you and they're there for you and they're good on the field, 
Like, it's important. Like, and it's important to say, no, this is our responsibility. It's never one call. It's never one decision. It's never one bullpen move right, that right, loses right, right, a game. Right. It's on all of us. Skip, you know what? You Maybe you screwed up. We're going to pick you up. Exactly. And that, that's And you huge. need that. You need that's that on the team. That's huge. So when I was waiting, I, was, I kept p- pressing refresh because you were going to email me the link to post or whatever. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then I see this tweet go up. So I knew that you were on it. So <laughs> Brian tweets at 8.59 p.m. I am rock hard right now. Let's go, baby. And I'm like, all right. So I guess he's up. I think this was before you replied to the, tweet, to the text. I was like doing this. And I'm like, thing. all right. So I guess he knows. Yeah. Uh, so there were some, some <laughs> tweets after that that I want you to just touch on quick because um, you were trying to come up with your opening day lineup. Where yes. the hell did it go? I had it here somewhere. Uh, damn it! I think it's gone. Oh, here we go. So you came up with your lineup the next morning, yeah. And uh, this is what you think they're going to go with, or if they, would, you, would you be happy with this lineup? This is what they should. If you want to read with. it for the people listening? Uh, yeah, I think this is what they should go with. And if if you can see it on if you can't see it on the screen, it is uh, Nimmo leading off in center, Conforto batting. Uh, well, this is when everybody comes back. Exactly. So okay, so this is when Conforto's healthy. Um, I still think this is their their best lineup. Um, on opening day, it'd obviously be different. But I think the best lineup is Nimmo leading off in center, Conforto in right, Cespedes in left, Bruce at first, Frazier at third, Cabrera at second, Rosario at short, and Darno uh, catching. Um, obviously, that's going to change. Uh, I think that probably Cabrera will move up to two on opening day, and you'll probably see... Um, who would that that would mean Bruce is playing right so you'd see Adrian Gonzalez in the sixth spot and that's what I think you'll see on opening day but I keep coming back to maybe this team is best set up with Jay Bruce at first base because a lot of people were screaming about Eduardo Nunez because they wanted him to lead off um the Mets don't have a leadoff hitter right now um but Conforto is not going to be healthy for opening day we know that Nimmo is probably going to play against righties we know that. So it's, I think it's going to be Brandon Nimmo. I, he's the best OBP guy. I, was, I, I wrote something for the blog the other day that said these are the five guys that have the most uh, to gain from the first month of the season. And I think if Nimmo goes out and gets on base at the clip he's been getting on at his major league career, it's about 360-something, I think he's going to keep that. He might keep that job, and and because they need a leadoff hit. I mean, I'm a big fan of this this move as well. Um, you know, I just wanted someone that was going to produce, and yeah. <clears throat> he clearly will, and he fills the hole, and also he brings stuff that you can't write on paper. But I, my thing is, I'm so against this thumbs down thing. And yeah. me and you t- texted about it. Actually, it was the next morning. I wrote a blog post, and you're like, I'm for it. I'm like, ah, fuck that, man. I'm be, so against. I'd be for anything, man. No, no, no. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And I'm not trying to throw you under the bus because no. if we're going to put a poll up here, but like. My whole thing is I want this guy to come here with a fresh start, yeah. not like a gimmick that he's bringing from the Yankees. Cool. And even though it was started by a Mets fan, yeah. at that game they played, in the, you know, Tampa was having a storm, and City Field lent their stadium to play the game. The Yankees and, and Tampa Bay played. So the Mets fan was there. I can't remember his name. I have it in the blog post. But he was there, did the thumbs down, and became a thing. Uh, now that he's a Met, the whole thing with, like, the thumbs down stuff – Whatever worked for the Yankees, it was their thing. It wasn't very to me. It wasn't very Yankee, and neither is like the judges' chambers. But whatever that the Yankees year, are that, that Yankees team last, last year was very Yankees. And you know what? You were writing something like they are likable. I think you wrote that yeah. in like your your yeah. guide to the playoffs. They are yeah. a likable team, and you know what? That was cool. Like whatever we do, the claw or the hit towel or whatever, whatever. But since it's a Yankees thing, I wasn't into it. So I did write a blog post about it, and then I asked the um, the fans what they thought. Um, 
I think that my tone changed a little bit from the blog post I wrote. I was like, you know what? Maybe if they do a thumbs up, I'll be into it. But after they incorporated the whole thing where the guy was at the press conference yesterday, and then it kind of seems too much for me right now. Like, yeah. if it happened organically, April, May, that's, whatever, that's he goes thing. on a run, he yeah. starts doing a thumbs up, whatever. Yeah. To do it on day one at the freaking press conference, I was like, yeah. come on. With yeah, I, th- I think it's obviously it's QT, right? It's QT marketing. and, and But you don't whatever. need to do that. The Mets are trying to tie into the zeitgeist, right? And, like, they know that like this is relevant and uh, whatever first of all let me just say this uh gary whatever i don't even know his last i have it on the site but but if you want to check go to someone.com but he is a season ticket holder for the mets and i wrote this yesterday too nothing against him yeah so it's so cool live it up dude yeah i was gonna say cool that the mets are honoring also a season ticket holder by kind of getting him there if you're getting invited to this shit that's awesome great great moments for for him um Gary, I think his name is. But anyway, great moments for him, whatever. I wrote something on my Twitter account. I was like, you know what? This is kind of, this makes me embarrassed. Not him. Yeah. Just as the Mets. Come on. Just like do something do your different. Own thing. Do yeah. your own thing on yeah, the yeah. first day you're announcing this new player who's yeah, going to yeah. be taking David Wright's spot. Mm. Not taking it, but filling in the spot. And you're yeah, doing yeah. the whole thumbs down thing. Give me a fucking break. No, I think that it'll. Uh, okay, so Ugh. you should get to your poll ah. results. 60, 65% <laughs> agree with you and say it's a Yankees thing. They wouldn't be down with the thumbs yeah, down. Yeah, so almost 3,000 people voted on yeah. the orange blue thing Twitter account. If Todd Frazier brought the thumbs down celebration to Queens, would you approve? Yes, I'd be all in. No, it's a Yankees thing. Change to thumbs up and maybe. So that was the, the question. 3,000 people vote. And no, it's a Yankees thing came in at the top with 65%. Change to a thumbs up and maybe 25%. Yes, I'd be all in. Only 10%. So, uh, you know, people were saying to me, like, get over it. You know, why are you being such a whiner on my Twitter account? And, you know, I'm like, I'm really not. I I didn't know because I own the seven line. I'm not allowed to have a fucking opinion. I'm not telling you not to do it. You want to do thumbs up every day? Go for it. Have at it. I'm not going to do it. Right. But. Am I not allowed to have an opinion? You're allowed to have an so, opinion. fuck everybody. Okay. Don't do the thumbs up, right. thumbs down. Do nothing. And just cheer right. for Frazier because he's a Met. Fuck the Yankees. I, uh, I'm over it. All right. Well, as as long <laughs> look, as long as you don't feel too strongly about it. Um, no, look. I, I, I actually haven't been cursing all season. I know, I know. And, and this, is, the, this is what got you over the edge. Um, look, I mean, Ugh. whatever. Do it. Do do something organic. I'm sure something will come up organically. And that's what My I was heart. saying. My heart. Be still, my heart. I think that what everybody doesn't realize is that each oh, clubhouse God. is its own unique breathing organism. So I'm all for that. I, was I say, like so, the rally so cap. Travis Darno and Azdrubal Cabrera, they might not be into the thumbs up, thumbs down. Like Todd Frazier might see, walk in the first day of spring training and see like, like a rally dildo uh, <laughs> and be like, I was going like, to say something cleaner, but like, yeah, I mean, he might walk in and like start calling Ahmed Rosario. Like, I don't know, like, uh, like he might be eating a salad and call him like salad boy. And they're all going like this when they, you know, who knows? Like, I don't know. Like, and that'd be cool. Cause it's organic. Yeah. So, and like the Broadway hat for the yeah. Rangers, whatever. Yeah. All teams do different quirky things, which is cool. I like the crown count. Uh, Drew's here. Lizzie's here. They don't like the crown count, whatever. I'm probably going to be dead now, yeah. but Whatever. When it's your thing, whatever it is, how cheesy it is, run with it. But if it's some other team's bullshit, leave it at the door. Don't have it on day one of the press conference. All right. Well, let's go to the phone. I got an email from the freaking – the guy's a manager. I know. I know. I know. You're very, you're very into this. What did I tell you yesterday? This is not uh, something that requires strong opinions. Uh, I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got to keep Darren's blood pressure in check. Let's, oh, he, let's, he hung up. I was going to say, we lost our caller. But, uh, so, never, uh, but especially because our caller was going to praise me, which I always <laughs> like. You know, he, 
Well, that's okay. Oh, man. I'll, I'll, I'll I don't know. I, you know what? I really shouldn't let things like that bother me so much because I always say, you know what? Your let's pro- do whatever makes you happy. Yes, say, and now I'm kind of contradicting you know myself, what? but I'm so over. No, 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 no. You know what your problem is? You know what your problem is? I'll tell you. Tell what. me. I'll tell you. You, like, people think you speak for a for a large swath of Mets fans, <laughs> right? So that, like, when you I have that, I hate so, that. So then, when you have an opinion, they're like, "Why isn't the seven line behind this, or why aren't you guys behind this?" And like, it it ends up you get very because you're just like, "No, I'm just one dude. I just like, I just uh, don't like it. I just don't like it." But people don't perceive it that way. People perceive it. Well, as guess like, what? I'm glad only ten percent like it. Because then I, I was the ten percent that said, "Look, if they if the <laughs> Brian Mets, made a hundred Twitter accounts yesterday, yeah, I made a hundred. If uh, if the Mets were into it, cool, I, I'm down with it. If they want changes with thumbs up, cool. If they want to like, if I don't know, if they want to call Michael Conforto like, like it's just so forced, and that's why I texted you about it yesterday. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. If I was Frazier, I'd be like, oh, my God, are you serious with this? Like, my first day here, uh, this guy's here with his thumb and his suspenders. Now I got to, like, do a photo op. Like, give me a break. Like, let's just get down to business. Let's get to spring training. Start playing some baseball and leave this shit behind. Like, I, I don't know. I but think whatever. Sandy did sit down and talk to Gelbs afterwards. Yeah. And there was a little productive conversation. Like, yeah, there was. Is this it for you? Like, right. are you done? Is this is this the last move? And Sandy said to Gelbs, right now we're more curious about pitching than we are for position players. Because Gelbs kind of pressed him like, all right, if you're going to make another move, what are you looking at? Yep. And I kind of like that because you were talking about that as well. Like, make one more move. Go get Lynn. Go get Cobb. And our offseason's complete. Yes. Um, so what do you think? Like, do you think that's going to happen? I think they're going to Are they get, done? I think they're going to get a pitcher. I don't know if it'll be Lance Lynn or Alex Cobb. So... We did ask the fans. Yeah. If if the season, if Todd Frazier was the last move before the season begins, what grade do you give the Mets in the offseason? I thought this was extremely, extremely critical scoring. I saw this last night and I had to sign off Twitter because I, I was kind of getting angry. <laughs> um, 3%, well, there's only 5% F. Three, so, yeah, uh, but I thought the CD column was way too liberally used. Well, there's is, only four options, which, so I couldn't right, have five. Right. But the 34%, first of all, I think it's, I voted for after much consideration. I was in between A and B. I think it's I a, was a B. I think it's a B plus um, because what they needed was a bullpen arm, a third uh, an infielder, an outfielder, and arguably a starter. They had three of the four. So you know what? I got to give them a B B plus in that range. But C D. What the heck? I mean, what what are you guys? Are you guys watching the same off season? They have <laughs> they have got they have added Jay Bruce. And it's an addition because they didn't have him after they traded him, by the way, in case you're curious. Uh, They went out and got uh, good depth. Adrian Gonzalez and Jose Reyes, they're not going to be full-time players. Uh, They went out and got Todd Frazier. They got Swarzak. And now they're still in the market for a starting pitcher. I mean, short of signing Jake Arrieta, which isn't going to happen, like what, what more are you looking for? I don't understand. Yeah, so almost 4,000 votes came in on this, and 58% said B. Uh, I was kind of expecting that A and F would be kind of light, but at least B was higher than C and D. So I think that, um, you know, if you just put those in half there, you know, 15% for C and D. uh, Fans are pretty positive about the Mm offseason, which if we would have asked this same question for episode one right before the new year when we had um, uh, Craig on, it would have been F. 
It would have been. You know, so I don't know if the boycott. For both of us, too. If, so. if the boycott is still on. Yeah, it's the boy, I don't know if the boycott's still on. I, I don't know. I haven't really been checking in on the boycotters mm. lately. But anyway, so there's three guys left that you would like to see on the Mets. Well, I think these are, are look, Lynn and Cobb are the top tier options. Uh, that's that's clear. Um, you know, you look at Lance Lynn. I, I sent out a tweet this morning and I said, these are this is Lance Lynn's pitcher war for his whole career. And, you know, it's threes and, and uh, very consistently a three, four. I do have the stats here. I just want right. to put these guys up against each other. For yeah. the, we're a very visual show, Mr. Ernie. We so are, if you are listening are. afterwards, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, we appreciate it. Maybe leave us a rating, a star, whatever. Um, I don't know if we're on Spotify yet. I thought we were going to be, but I don't know if we're on there yet. So the splits here with all the numbers, because I know you guys like your numbers out there. If we Brian do. wants to touch on them. We do, yeah. And and look, and Lance Lynn has a, a bunch of three-war seasons. And you know, I, I listed the Mets pitchers since 2014 that had three-war seasons. It's basically Jacob deGrom every year, uh, Noah Syndergaard, uh, Matt Bartolo Harvey, once. and Bartolo once. So, you know, but, so you look at this, and now look. You look at the line for Jason Vargas. He was 18 and 11 last year. He pitched to a 3.8 war. Last year, he pitched to a 0.8 war. So, I mean, Jason Vargas is very up and down. He's older. He's going to be less expensive. You can probably get him on a one-year deal. And that's why I think that he'll be a New York Met again. Um, you know, I, I think that it's, it, it's kind of – I talked about a left-hander. They need another left-hander. I think this is where this is going. Um, I would obviously rather prefer Lance Lynn. Uh, still, just you know, thirty years old, gonna be gonna turn thirty-one. If you sign this guy to a three-year contract, he's probably gonna perform just fine. Uh, I know. Th- look, he's talking to Baltimore. Baltimore needs something, so I, I expect that's probably where he'll land. Alex Cobb's in the same boat. Cobb and Lynn have uh, draft pick compensation tied to them. They turned down qualifying offers, and we talked about that. The Mets would lose their second highest pick. Yeah, which, Ken Rosenthal put it out on yeah, Twitter today. And $500,000 of their international pool money. To that, I would say, if when we talked about this before we went on the air, if Todd Frazier as Drupal Cabrera and Adrian Gonzalez are three-fourths of your infield, you're all in. Like that, that that's that's not building for 2025. You are all in right now. So if that's the case, go out while these pitchers like Jacob DeGrom and Noah Syndergaard aren't making any money. Go out and get another pitcher. And then all of a sudden, you're looking real strong. Because now, you ha- now you're now you eight strong in the rotation. You know you're going to need all of them. Because Mickey's going to use a six-man rotation. He's going to give guys extra rest. And you're going to have some kind of injury, even if it's just of the 10-day variety. The way they lo- use the 10-day right, 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 right. Speaking of Mickey, though, we do have someone online that wants to talk about the manager. We got Eli from uh, Far Rockaway. What's up, Eli? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Eli's coming. What's up, man? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, excited about the Frazier deal. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, a couple weeks ago when you spoke to Mickey, you guys were talking about how his style is, you know, uh, what he plans to bring with the, you know, the new pitching uh, program for the pitchers. Um, one thing that we didn't have under Terry was uh, manufacturing runs. Like, you know, bunting and getting guys on base and, and moving things over and manufacturing runs. I know we, we, we have a lot of power hitters, but I think that, you know, the thing that killed us series in 15 was the fact that the Royal manufacturing runs against everyone, not just us. So, I mean. You know, uh, Eli, um, uh, here's the thing. One, I think that it's not so much under Terry that it wasn't a big priority to manufacture runs. I think that under Sandy. 
he doesn't believe in that. Uh, he doesn't. Now, look, I don't particularly believe in bunting myself because I think he's just given up and out. I un, look if if the game winning run of Game Seven of the World Series is on second base with nobody out, by all means, bunt him over to third. But in more often than not, you know the the game has moved on from that, and and I think that speed. You see, no team attempted a stolen base per game last year. Uh, stolen bases are way down. Powers way up. Strikeouts are way up. So you're right in that we're not manufacturing a lot of runs. But the one thing I'll say about that though is that if you look at what Kansas City did in the 2015 World Series, a lot not a lot of bunting, a lot of contact, um, and I think that. I think that you're right in that I think the Mets could probably benefit from more contact hitters. Um, but, I mean, Sandy Sandy likes his power hitters, and that's the way he's going to build. And that's where everybody was last year. Uh, you know, the home runs, the most home runs ever hit in, in, a, in a major league season. So while I take your point, and, and, I, and I would tend to agree that we're, we're probably not going to be the team that's going to get them on, get them over, get them in um, – I don't know if the game's moved beyond that, and, and it, it may have. It may have. So we are going to get to a voicemail here that came, and we do take voicemails during the week, so if you're not into the whole live calls, and, or maybe you work right now and you're listening to us afterwards and you want to be on the show, uh, that is always an option as well. We got one here from over the pond or across the pond. Is that what they say? Yeah. Across the pond? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it would be better if it played, right? Uh. Here we go. Hi, my name is Alex. I'm a huge Mets fan from the UK. Uh, quick question for you guys. What do you think is the major priority for the Mets? To get a solid left-handed uh, bullpen pitcher or to get a solid starter to fill on the back end of the rotation? Thank you, guys. Let's go, Mets. Boy, that's a great question. I mean, we did just kind of touch on the whole pitching thing, but like, yeah. um, I think you're leaning more towards a starter. And Man. I love that we have listeners calling us from across Yeah, the first pond. of all, awesome. Um, second of all, man, that is a damn good question because you know right now they don't have a second lefty in that bullpen, man. I don't, and I don't know where they're getting one. Um, maybe a minor league invite that they make at some point that that outperforms. I, I really don't know, and that's a great question because you you cannot overuse Jerry Blevins. I would almost <laughs> they, be, they did last year. They did last year, and look what happened. He was fantastic for two months, and then he and then it caught up to him. Man, that's I think a, we're going to see a whole different ball game as far as the managing managing is concerned. Now that we have Mickey at the helm, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, like we talked about when you said, like, is it going to be tough for you to manage as a pitching coach, as a manager, good guy, bad guy, whatever it is? Mm -hmm. And they said that they there is no good cop, bad cop because they want the pitchers to be on the same page yeah. and know that they have their best interest at hand. You know, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I really don't have any idea uh, what the answer is, but I, I would rather a starting pitcher. To be honest, I got to be honest with you. Because you need to be prepared. I but I don't even know what's left. Uh, I mean, obviously a lot of people are left, but I don't really Speaking know of, what they would do there. Maybe, maybe it's both. Maybe they use a guy like Vargas as a swingman, which which could very well be what they do. And I, and I do think that's. But we didn't touch on this when we were talking about who's left. Uh, you know, during the pitchers there. Have you ever seen the MLBPA ever uh, talk about having their own spring training camp? They did it after the strike, and that is crazy. And and they're going to do it again. There are so many guys left on the board who <sighs> declined qualifying offers or whatever. They just haven't been p picked up yet. That the MLBPA, if you haven't seen it or heard about it on on the internet yet, I don't know if it's made the papers. I don't know if people have been reading, but. Um, the there are so many guys still out there that haven't been picked up 
by teams yet that the MLBPA is proposing their own training staff either in Arizona or Florida. Not training staff, tra- training facility. Training camp, They're not going to yeah. play real in games, Bradenton. but they could do like yeah. inter interleague, whatever it is. Uh, not interleague, whatever it's called, inter squad games. Uh, that's crazy. Um, but it kind of just shows that Sandy was a little smart. I don't know if he had like inside information here to to I, wait until things. I think dropped. they got very lucky. I think they got very lucky to What's luck that movie into this with uh, Gordon Gecko. Wall Street. Yeah. yeah, he's like that. Like he got. He, yeah. Hopefully, Sandy yeah. doesn't get in trouble. He has I mean, inside information here. Look, uh, it was. I think it was very lucky that they lucked into this market. And like he said to James Wagner of the Times uh, for a story that was published yesterday. There were options available to them that they did not think would be available to them after the first day of the World Series. Um, but, man, if I ran a sports merchandising company, I would not be feeling good about what's happening for the summer of 2021 because we are headed toward a very precarious situation um, uh, as far as labor strife goes. Um do Look, you think this that what's going on right now is going to deter guys from not accepting the qualifying offer going forward? Oh Cause, yeah, because they don't want to be put in the position where I don't know where I'm playing next week. Oh yeah, 100%. you know what I mean. Like spring training starts Monday. I think if you told ask some Lance, guys are still home. I think if you ask Lance Lynn right now if he would take one year, seventeen million dollars to stay with the Cardinals, I think he would have. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but you know what? That's here's the here's the one thing. Uh, this is you want. You know me, I don't really care about steroids when it comes to the Hall of Fame, but you want to know where steroids, I don't. You want to talk about where steroids uh, does screw the players? It's right now. Uh-huh. Because for years, you could get plus seasons, five, six win seasons out of guys 36, 37, 38 years old, and you could give them a seven-year, $200 million contract because you knew they were going to stay productive into their late 30s. Because why? Because they're on performance-enhancing drugs, because that doesn't usually happen. Um, Now, because the economic model in baseball is backwards. You pay guys for their best season. You pay nothing for the guys' best seasons, and then you overpay for the end of their prime and their decline. So if I'm if I'm an owner and I'm a and I'm a I'm a general manager, I say, why am I going to pay? Like for example, Eric Hosmer, who is one guy who still may get a long term contract. Why going to pay him for seven eight years when by year four I might say, good God, how can I get this guy off my team? Um, that's a real problem. Who was the agent that put out the press release? Brody Van Wagen. And who, who does he represent? Uh, Todd Frazier, for one. Okay. Um, uh, Yoana Cespedes, uh, Noah Syndergaard. So if you don't know what we're talking about, like I this agent a few days think, ago put out his own you know, press release on Twitter saying like, if, if you guys don't – if the teams don't start paying these guys, there might be a strike. He was, it was very, a very threatening uh, tweet that he put out there. It was honest. And it, it was, but it was, it was kind of – I mean, it, you know, people that were reading that thought that maybe that was coming from like the PA, and it wasn't. It was coming from an agent. So, it, yeah, but you know what? There's not going to be a strike. There's not going to be a, a spring training strike. Not this year. Do you think next year? I think when I think couple when, years. I think when the CBA is out, there there might be a problem. And, and you know, and look, let me say this: I am in full support of labor, and I think that uh, guys who generate the revenue should share like very, very much in the revenues. The, what what fans don't understand is I was reading a lot about the player strike, uh, the '94 player strike, because I was a kid. I was nine, ten years old when that happened, and it was it was terrible um, because you lost baseball, but you didn't know who to blame as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. You go back now and you look. Good for the MLBPA for holding out, 
Because the reason why you can cut an NFL player at any time with no guaranteed money is because they crossed the picket line. And Major League Baseball Players Association said, no, 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 no. And Don Fear got, took a lot of heat back then and said, no, screw that. We're canceling the World Series. We're not taking a salary cap. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say is, like, don't blame the players because the only alternative to the players getting money is owners keeping the money. And the owners are already rich. So, like, it's n- you are not going to be able to go to the ballpark for $5 and get a $1 hot dog if, you know, some guy doesn't get a seven-year, $100 million contract. That's not what happens. The owners pocket the money. So, I like, so I will say this. Like, don't be so quick to say, hey, the players should, they're greedy, this isn't that. Because it's going to happen at, at some point in social media. It's going to get ugly. And all I'm saying is the players are here they're the whole reason everybody shows up. You know what? If somebody wanted to pay me uh, $30 every time I went and sat at my office chair, then I would have an easier time telling my boss, hey, I should make $3 million because you know people <laughs> yeah. are paying admission to watch me write on a computer. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't yeah. happen. So I don't get paid that. The market doesn't bear that. Um, the, the only and we do this show for free. Yeah, I mean, so I, that's, <laughs> right. that's all I'm saying. Don't don't cast any players as greedy. It's not fair. Exactly. Uh, but we are going to get to another voicemail here before we move on. But if you want to call, it's 631-388-5195. Also, share the show if you're watching us live on Facebook. At the end of the show, we will pick someone out to uh, win some free stuff on us. So let's get to this next voicemail. Hi, Darren. Hi, Brian. This is Alex calling from Manhattan. Quick question. Say... Zach Wheeler is the odd man out of the rotation. What are your thoughts of having him come in eighth, potentially ninth inning as a two-pitch fireballer? Thanks. Let's go, Mets. I think it's a good idea. Uh, Tim Fitzpatrick wrote a little bit about Zach Wheeler on the blog this week, and um, one of his ideas, it was three ways that Zach can kind of not be the forgotten man anymore. He's He's been a little bit of the forgotten pitcher here and how he can kind of revive his career. And one of them was go to the bullpen. Look, the velocity is tempting. Um, the fact that he has a really nasty curveball and Mickey Calloway has had success getting out with curveballs. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, I think that that I think that that's a it's a good thing. Um, I think that Zach's set up to maybe have a nice little bounce back year. Um, let's not forget what uh, Mickey told us. He said. Anyone can go to the bullpen. Anyone. It's going to make the team better. Yeah. Like, we asked him specifically, can, do you think you could put Harvey in the bullpen? And he didn't really say yes or no. He said anyone can go to the bullpen as long as it's going to make the team better. You know what? So if, Zach Wheeler, if Zach Wheeler's getting high leverage outs in late innings, that means the season's going well. Because that means he's not needed in the rotation, which means the rotation's healthy. So I'm all for that. Uh, and I'm all for Zach Wheeler having a good career because I- I'll tell you, just per- a personal anecdote, I was writing for Mets blog when – Zach Wheeler got traded. Um, I was all over this, and I was like, everybody's telling me they'll never get Wheeler for Beltron. I was like, you don't know that. The Giants just won the World Series trying to capitalize on a window. They made that trade. I was so pumped they got Zach Wheeler. It was like two days before my wedding. And I was like, oh, baby. Like I was so I was like going to get my tux. Going did to get, you, pick did up you write my tux. on Twitter that you were hard? I was not. No, no, no. And that's when a lot less people followed me on Twitter. I was so pumped up. I like I feel personally invested in Zach Wheeler, so I wish him all the best. And if the bullpen's the best thing for him, look, Tim made a great point in this post. Uh, Dave Island, he turned Wade Davis's career around by making him uh, a relief pitcher, one of the most dominant in the game. 
Um, and we remember him from the 2015 World Series. So if anybody can help that conversion, it could be the Mets' new pitching And coach. speaking of Twitter, go follow our buddy Tim Fitzpatrick. 128 followers. This guy's a great follow. Go follow him. He is, he is I, one, I have of, no one idea. of my best friends. Go follow Tim Tim. I know. Come You're on. Well, there's not that many tweets, but uh, Tim Tim does a great job over at the 7 Line blog. So give, give him a follow. Tim is a great guy. Why not? we got to get the he follow numbers up guy. a little bit. 120? Come on. That's all right. We, uh, we want to go to the line and, uh, oh, sure. and get a call. It is Justin from Brooklyn. Well, hello, Mr. Justin. Yo, this is Justin. <laughs> yeah, we, we know it's we Justin. Know it's What's Justin? up, buddy? What's up, bro? What's going on? So a couple of times, long-time listener. Uh, <laughs> love the show. Uh, big fan. Uh, so I don't know if you guys heard about this, but it was a cool story that broke yesterday when they signed Frazier, since this is the Frazier episode. Um, <laughs> the story about how his son predicted he was going to be a Met. Did you guys hear about that? I did, yeah. That was great. That was great. Yeah, so I think, I think that was worth right. discussing. That's awesome. No, and, and it's just, it, Brew, it's funny you bring that up because, so if if you haven't heard, so uh, so Todd Frazier has Thanks a, for calling, buddy. Uh, thanks for calling, Brew. Uh, he has a almost four-year-old named Blake, and he said, you know, Daddy, you know, two weeks ago, I'm a Mets fan now. I want to be a Mets <laughs> fan. So he's like, where's this coming from, man? And he puts him to bed, and they talk baseball or whatever. So I asked him what colors he wanted for his birthday party that's coming up. He's born in March, and he said, uh, you know, uh, orange and blue. So he's like, well, what? So he's like, so he tells him after he signed with the Mets, he's like, man, give me some pick six numbers so I don't have to live in Jersey anymore. <laughs> but you know what's great is those stupid jug handles. I was looking at because I was looking to see how old he was because I was like, oh, he talks baseball with him, and he's you know he's about to turn four next month. And there are some great videos that Todd Frazier's wife posted of him hitting. And this kid has a swing already, man. Doing the bat flips. He he's he's hitting the ball good. So like. It was very cool. It was very, very cool. So I was like, oh, man, I think Blake Frazier and R.J. Ernie need to be friends, man. I think, I think we need to set up a little play date, Todd. You know, I think it's only fair since, you know, I willed this into existence. I think it's, I think it's fair. We do have another voicemail here. Hey, guys. My name is Nico. I'm actually calling from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, lifelong fan. Um, quick question. Do you guys think the Mets truly believe that a rotation between Ploiecki and Darno is good enough, or do they just not want to spend money on someone like Jonathan Lucroy? Thanks, guys. I personally think the Lucroy uh, sale, like that, that idea is set sale. I mean, that's that's out. Lucroy is not going to be a Met. Uh, at least I don't think so. I'm not trying to pull like yeah, a. Heck I'm not trying to pull like a. You know. Um, uh, uh, Francesa, where like he says that's never gonna happen, and like two days later it happens. But I, I don't know. I, we talked about this last week. I don't know about the whole Darno Plowecki uh, platooning as catchers if that's gonna work or not. It's kind of strange, not strange timing. Kind of like we just said, we want Syndergaard to say he's ready to run through a wall. They're gonna be a force to re- force to be reckoned with. But uh, Plowecki kind of came out and said the same thing. Like we, you guys don't know what we can be yet. Yeah. I mean, they had a strong second half, but like. Um, like you said, you know, some guys at the end of the season that we might be playing against might be bagging groceries soon or whatever. Like that's more of like the spring training line. But um, who knows? Who really knows what's going to happen? I don't think that they're ever going to pull the trigger on Luke Roy. Yeah. And I think this is it. Like the, get your mind, get your mind off. Position the players Mets. are done. They, they, we're position not getting player, a catcher. No, position players are finished. They, they, I would be if you if Ken Rosenthal tweeted that sources would say the Mets and Jonathan Luke Roy agree to one year deal. I would faint. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I really would because one, I don't think the metrics behind Lucroy fell off a cliff. But do you last think that the question was, do you think that Lucroy is too expensive, or Not, do you think they're just over? Well, I think the Mets have a limited amount. He had a down year last year, oh, like very down. Th- everyone year was last like super year. high on Lucroy being a Met yeah. two years ago. Yeah, but I don't think anymore. No, uh, um, look, uh, he had a, an abysmal year in Colorado. His hard hit rate fell off a cliff last year. So I mean, the fact that he wasn't hitting the ball hard. I mean, he's in Colorado. Maybe he got in his head. I don't know. Maybe he's over swinging. I, I really don't know what happened there because he went from being one of the premier catchers in the game to a non-factor seemingly overnight. Um, but I will say this. The Mets have a limited resources. We know that's true. We know we know it's true. So, look. Girl, you, you know it's true. Yeah. Girl, you know it's. Girl, you know it's. Ooh, 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 uh, that's a really sad story, by the way, Millie Vanilli, man. Not really. They try to, like, No, pretend. no, no. Oh, it's like a Twitter moment the other day. Just to, just quickly to wrap this up before we go off on a tangent. Um, you know the resources are limited. I'd rather go get them a pitcher uh, instead uh, of, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. If you're going to spend money so anyway, somewhere, get a pitcher. Millie Vanilli, they got, like, way ripped off by their manager and all this stuff. They, they ripped like, off the world. No, are you no, serious? No, no, I'm telling you, man. Like, they didn't want to lip sync, and then he, like, and then he signed into a three. Uh, like, you have because to go back and read it. You, no, you have to go back and read it. Like, they've re- they really, one of the guys, like, OD'd. He's, he's dead, and, like, because he couldn't get over this whole thing. Like, they were left out to dry. Like, they didn't know at first they were lip syncing. And, the, oh, man, it's like, <laughs> it's a whole. Is this a documentary? It was honestly a Twitter moment. Like, it was, like, one of those things where you click on the like oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, like, a series of thread tweets about it. And it was, like. It was so interesting. I read it like two weeks ago. Wow. Speaking of just like just things to watch or whatever, like because documentaries. Did yeah. you see the commercial during the Super Bowl about uh, Cloverfield coming out? Cloverfield. Did you yeah. watch it? I did not watch it. Did I heard you see it was, the first one. I did. Is the second one good? I well, Cloverfield. I've been trying to watch her. Kelly, shout out to Kelly. She's she just under the weather right now. Yeah. I doubt oh, we're watching it tonight. But yeah, uh, it's Baron, man. Baron. Baron's got the whole family sick Baron. for like three weeks now. We're just trading it back and forth because Baron went to QBC. Now we're all yeah. sick. See, but. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I don't know. I, you know what it is? Those, those type of things that go like straight, not straight to video, but straight to Netflix. Yeah. And they hype it up so I heard much it was during not the Super good. Bowl. They don't doesn't need to be good. Uh, it's like this the round two of something that comes out, like uh Anchorman two, like whatever two. Like uh wasn't there um wasn't there uh Bridesmaids two? Like whatever. The second one's never that good. Uh, First one's always the hit. Like, they, they got like you wrapped in Return already. of Jafar. This is a sequel to Aladdin that went right to video. I, I don't even think I've myself? seen Aladdin. I'm not. A, I'm, I haven't seen either. Of hold those. on. You have a. You hold on. You have a little kid. You haven't seen a lot. She she's on, right now. She's on the Beauty and the Beast kick. Like every day when she wakes up, and when, I'm the Beast. By the way, she's like Beast, Beast. Like oh. I'm the Beast. She's uh, Belle. Is Belle? That's not Belle. Yeah. Is Belle? Belle? She's Belle. Whatever. Dude, you, need we, a, you need a Disney lesson. Fuck Disney. I'm we, over it. We need to. We need to sit down <laughs> and have a nice thing. Lizzie wants to say something. All right, Lizzie. What's yes. up? Okay. So I'm part of a group on Facebook called. You know you're from Little Neck when. Okay. And they started talking about Is that how- Betty White behind you? Why, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Betty. Hey, Betty. Oh, hey. Hey, girl. Hey. So, All right. So, so they, started, they started talking about Native Americans and how they were um, the Manacock. The Manacock tribe was in Little Neck. So now I'm like, I was obsessed with reading all these stories. And then there was a, a documentary. So I bought the documentary on Amazon and we watched it last night. And there was a, an Indian burial ground right where Scobie was on Northern Boulevard. And then the white man That's came. That's like a block from your house. Oh, my God. It's a block. Oh, it's the craziest it's story. It's on Netflix? No, I bought, the, I bought the DVD, so I have it. Uh-huh. That's cool. It is 
amazing to hear about like these poor Indians that were there and then their grave sites were dug up because they wanted to build and now things it's, over. And now it's a coffee shop. Oh my god, it's terrible! But that, just talking about documentaries, well, that's to, what I watched. Wait to bring it down. <laughs> yeah, with Debbie Downer over there. Wow, wow. <laughs> we are going to play what's it in the box. It was so interesting, though. So the next caller to get through on six three one three eight eight five one nine five. We'll play what's in the box. <laughs> Everyone's favorite game show where Brian does not dance. We play a little fun music. You get to choose one, two, three, or four. Whatever's in the box, you get to win. But most importantly, someone's calling already. Yeah. We are up until May 15th already on the Seven Line Army schedule. We are completely sold out up until May 15th. So spring training sold out. D.C. is sold out. Uh, Atlanta is sold out. The first three home games of the season is sold out. And uh, we are now up to May 15th versus the Blue Jays at City Field. They go up tomorrow. That is the 9th. If you're listening to this on replay, hopefully for you, it's not sold out yet. Hopefully for us, it is. Uh, on the 9th, which is tomorrow at noon, Mets.com slash the Seven Line Army. It's only 44 bucks. It includes the ticket in the Big Apple Reserve, the Seven Line Army's 2018 jersey, which you can see right here if you're watching live, small through 4X. You cannot change your size once you decide during checkout. So go to the7line.com if you want to see our whole schedule, the7linearmy.com, actually, if you want to see the whole schedule. And tomorrow, Mets.com slash the7linearmy. Pick up tickets while supplies last. We only have 317 of them, and then that'll be all she wrote. As long so, as we're, we were talking and promoting about stuff, I want to... Let's promote. Let's chill. I want, I want to give a little shout-out because our friends are great people, and uh, John Salazar, Miles Good, and Andrew Indart, also known as The General, uh, not collectively, just the last one, are doing a live <laughs> podcast uh, when Black Panther comes out. If you guys are... I know we were talking about uh, Disney. If you guys are into Marvel movies, uh, the Marvel Movie Marathon podcast, they, they, do a, they do a cool little thing they got going on there. Um, cool they're side all down project. with us, so go check it they're out. They're all down with us. They're all doing it. So uh, they're doing one week, uh, I believe, from today is when Black Panther drops in the theaters. So go check that out. They're having a little uh, like event in uh, when they go and do that. So check it out. Holy shit. What? I don't know where the What's in the Box music went. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh my God. Oh, what are we going to do? You know, that's just a shame. It's just so... Uh, it was right here. Man. Oh. Well, <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> well, it was good while it lasted, folks. Even in my day of jubilee, I cannot get a break from the damn what's in the box. Do I look like it? if we signed Todd Frazier and I'm not dancing? You said you said if we got Frazier, you would dance. I did not say I said I'm almost World Series. Are you serious? That's a pretty high bar. Well, clear it. Well, last week you said this must be great for the people who listen to the podcast. Yes. Which, I mean, we've got to cater to They're the live dancing. audience, right? We, we do. And They're I dancing. bet you anyone who's listening to this tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, wherever they are listening to our podcast around the world, because we have global listeners, when millions. they hear this song, they probably start dancing. I would say that they probably do. So how about a little something? How Can you do a little, like, just a let? Like, how about that? No, you don't chair dance. Like, you know, those are the worst people at, like, weddings who go, like... You know, like do they do that. They do the head bob when they're chair dancing. They're like, all right, let's get our guy in the line here. All right, let's go to Matt from New Jersey to play What's in the Box. Matt, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? All right. Number one, Matt, are you dancing? (laughs) Of course. Listen, I I think Brian should be dancing, but I think if they get Lance Flint, that will make Brian dance. All right. What's what's your favorite dance move? If we get... (laughs) (laughs) If we get Lance Lynn, I will reconsider. All right, Matt, you know how the game is played. 
One, two, three, four. What you want? We'll go with number three today. Number three. Here it is. All right. <laughs> All right, Matt. We got decals galore here. Pretty much everything in the uh, catalog. Queens and New York State and the M logo and Shea and everything you could possibly want for the back of your car, toolbox, whatever. So Make sure you don't hang up because Lizzie's going to take down your address. We'll ship these out to you tomorrow. Okay, buddy? Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks for playing. Man. Thanks for watching. Thanks for calling. Indeed. Well. <laughs> I love this song. Well, somebody's <sighs> got to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anything else? Um, I don't know. That's it. All right, that was a good show. Yeah. We do have to give some more stuff away because that's what we do here. We do. Um, I felt like my sound was off for a second. Uh, the share contest. Yeah. If you want to give some stuff away to some lucky live viewer at I, home. I always want to do that. I always want to do that. I don't think we have anyone else on the line. Thanks to Matt for playing What's in the Box. Matt, 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 Matt. If you haven't shared the show yet, you have like a second. Yeah. Well, it's like here. Uh, are you having technical difficulties? Are you not on the internet? Uh, I am on the internet, okay. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, and if you are uh, uh, drooling over my sweatshirt here, the Straight Outta Queens hoodies did sell out super, super fast, and uh, we are actually restocking them now. They're being printed right now, so we should be restocking the site within two to three weeks. Um, we knew they were going to go fast. People were, like, sweating them on Instagram and stuff like that. So if you're interested... Set an alarm for not even set an alarm, just set a reminder to join our mailing list, which you could do on the sevenline.com. Just scroll down to the bottom and you can be on the list. We don't flood your inbox like every day, it's only once in a while when we have things going on. So, Brian's going to pick someone at random here to win some stuff. We'll, <gasps> we'll send you a gift card, which you <laughs> go on the website and buy whatever you want. You, you got it loaded up yet? What the hell's going on over there? It's your ch crummy laptop. I think maybe might be the dun, internet. Dun, dun. I see it's catching see? on. It does. It does. It's catching it on. I, I might. I swear to God, the batteries are sad. No way. All right, I'll do it on my computer. Right. Do it on yours. Just yeah, Lizzie, pick the person. Pick the person. I don't want to be responsible anymore because I always get accused. You know of what? Fixing While we're waiting, things. I'm going to take another phone call because we got Savage. Savage is calling. Oh. He hung Ooh, up. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to answer it. Uh, all right. Little technical. We we actually haven't had any hiccups uh, lately. Well, that's good. We should pat ourselves on the back. We for should that actually. Right now, our future sponsors should be very proud. Yeah, of us. We do have. We should tease that a little bit. We have some interesting Not irons. Yet. Wait in till the Monday fire. when we get some, the one page. Yeah, some interesting irons in the fire that we can uh, that we can start to get to. So, come springtime, you may see us. Uh, no. Don't say too much. I don't know. You may nope. see us uh, getting ready to rock and roll. We'll see. <laughs> there you go. What's up, Savage? How you doing? Hello? Savage. Hey, guys, you there? Yeah, we're yeah. here. We're here. What's up, dude? Hi. How you doing? I'm sorry I was on delay there. Uh, just a quick question about um, Atlanta. I know you guys are trying to get the, the road trip going with the barbecue in the parking lot. But there's some issues there with some space and stuff. Do you guys have a backup plan at a, at a bar or anything? We don't need a backup plan. I actually have a parking lot reserved. I don't have the link yet from the Braves. I'm waiting for about like another week or so till I get the link. But uh, the way it works is we are going to have a dedicated parking lot for tailgating. But you have to pre-buy your parking spots. You can't just show up that day. But we have plenty of plenty of people who have been emailing us 
offering their services to help bring supplies. I don't know if you're driving, but a lot of people are talking about bringing supplies. There's a lot of Mets fans down south. So the party will be on. The tailgate party will be popping, and it's going to be a great time. Are you driving, flying? What are you doing? I'm down with my wife my two boys. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to, you know, load up the minivan, bring some beers. Uh, the only thing they don't allow is tents for whatever reason. So no tents allowed, but uh, it should be a great time down there. So as soon as we have the info, we'll definitely post about it, and we'll for sure email everyone who bought a ticket. All right, yeah. No, I said I was flying, so I got no minivan. Oh, you're not yeah. flying. I said you said you're driving. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah I'm so flying. I'm flying. We'll, we'll still keep you in the loop for sure. Still pack the minivan, Savage. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I'll be, I'll be in that hotel that's connected right to the stadium as well, so it'll be neat to walk. Balling! All, All right, right, dude. All right, we'll see you soon, <laughs> Very buddy. Good. All right. Let it. Uh, hold on a second. Take it easy. All right. Stop. I thought you said driving. Believe it or not. Oh. Oh. Go ahead. Hello? Yep. Testing, testing. Go ahead. Um, Believe it or not, Matt Slade just won. No way. And Matt Slade. Matt Slade needs to reply to my text message, by the way. (laughs) Now, he's watching the show, commenting and sharing the show, which I totally appreciate. But, Matt. I texted you yesterday and today. Write me back. Matt's a mensch. I love Matt. <laughs> Matt's a great guy. <laughs> All right, so that's another show in the books. Matt Slade wins the share contest. Anything else we got to promote tonight? No, man. How did that die so quick? It was like half battery. I don't know. It was probably all the what's in the box music. It drained all the energy. <laughs> all right, so next week we'll be back Thursday night here on Facebook. We have a guest next week. Steve Gelbs will be joining us next week. Yes. Uh, you may know him from a little show on SNY called The Mets. Yeah, that's <laughs> called The Mets. <laughs> the called, Mets a, called The Mets. So uh, Gelbs is going to join us next week. Uh, and maybe he's going to join us down in bowling as well. He like uh, he has an injured leg. He has like a Does he? crutches or something. Must be from watching he, all those Rangers surgery. games. Yeah, it's surgery or something. So anyway, Gelbs right. next week. Uh, spring training officially starts on Monday. Pitchers and catchers report. Guys are already down there. We're fired up. Uh, my buddy over here is hard for uh, Fraser, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be another fun week next week, Thursday night, 6 p.m. Oh, Eastern, facebook.com slash the seven line. Download the show afterwards, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you can basically find a podcast to search Mets, Orange and Blue thing. We're going to be number one. So uh, check us out, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Tell your friends about the show. Watch us live. That's how you win free stuff. And that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Later. Bye.